Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It's a size em up Monday, Garrett. <laughs> B- big time win. Big, and I mean big win over the Chargers, 34 to 6. The Ravens are 5 and 1 for the second straight year and beat the previously, well, I guess the Chargers, are they still in first place? Anyway, they're 4-1. Now they're 4-2, I can tell you that much. <laughs> and the Ravens did it in dominating fashion. I mean, if there was ever a size them up Monday, this, this, is, this is it. Yeah, I mean, after this, a win like that. No doubt. This was total domination. I mean, this was clearly the best, the most complete game that the Ravens have played all season. They controlled the game from start to finish. It was strange to have a fourth quarter that was that was in the books, and you could kind of relax and enjoy it and hang out. Um, they just they just were better on both sides of the ball, all three phases of the game throughout the yep. entire game. And it, this was, I think, kind of a a shot that the a clear indication that the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league. Like the, the cuz this was the classic the old measuring stick game. The old measuring stick. You get out the tape measure. <laughs> this is a game between two of the top teams in the league. You know, have the Ravens really beaten anybody even though they beat the Chiefs, but um yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just the Chiefs, you know. Just the Chiefs, that's it. Other than Defending that. AFC champions, you yeah. know, other than that. But uh so have they have they really beat a great team and and the Chargers by all accounts, are another really good team, and the Ravens handled them. Big win. Yeah, big, big, big win. I think, you know, one takeaway that I came away from is, you know, as journalists, we always look for the trends, right? Like, we look at the big picture. Like, what does this say about the Ravens? What's, you know, what does this win mean in the long term? What, you know, because you're all, everybody's trying to get their power power rankings and everything like that, right? And, like, to me, and, and it's, Players and coaches, especially coaches, always talk about this, and we always roll our eyes that it's a cliche, and it's like, ugh. But they're like, <laughs> John Harbaugh said it pretty clearly yesterday. This doesn't say anything long-term about who we are. Like, And I, and I, I, I hate to agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, You're going into like, coach-speak mode? I thought this was a I mean, size them up Monday, and now you're over here saying one game at a time, one play at a time. I, I, I know, I know, I know. We like to do the size them up Mondays. <laughs> Um, but like, it's, it's, it really is true. Like you, you win one game and the Ravens could come out and and struggle the next game. You know I mean? Of course there's some takeaways that you can have, right? But like putting too much stock into one game, I think is, is a fool's errand, you know, like it it just is such a week to week league. I mean, who thought the defense was going to hold the Chargers to six points and Justin Herbert just totally handcuff him after after what we had seen from this secondary previously. You know, to hold Justin Herbert under 200 yards, nobody thought that. You know, I mean, Keenan Allen, 50 yards receiving, Mike Williams, two for 27. I mean, it's just, it's such a week-to-week league. Game plans are, are team-specific now. Um, I mean, sure, I, I agree. I think this certainly says, I think it says something about the Ravens' defense that it wasn't like, as bad as people were making it out to be. You know, I mean, the Ravens were like ranked, you know, near the bottom of the league entering the game. And they're certainly not that mm-hmm. right. They can, they can rise up. I think what it says is like on any given Sunday, the Ravens can run the ball on you, right? They can still run the ball despite the running back injuries. Like if you're not a good run defense and you give it to them, if you're going to play the pass and try to take away the deep stuff, to Hollywood Brown, then they'll run the ball on you. Any given Sunday, they can do that, right? Any given Sunday, this defense can rise up and get after you and just shut you down. 
but it's like it's not that something that we should expect every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go. You can go into coach mode. You can go into coach mode, <laughs> and you can give me the any given Sunday. You can give me the week to week league and all the different cliches, and that's all fine and that's all true. But I think that this game was an indication that not only are the Ravens one of the best teams in the league, but they can beat you a variety of ways. Like that to me was yes. most clear about this this game, and and this was yes. something we talked about coming into the game. I asked Greg Roman about it. Okay, so now you've proven. Past two weeks, stop the run. They, they hand over the keys to, to Lamar in the passing game, and they, and they still had success. That's what they did against Denver. Uh, that's what they did against the Colts. Okay, so now you can go into a game, and do you beat teams to the air? Do you beat teams on the ground? Chargers had the worst run defense coming into this game. So the Ravens, they ground and pound on that first drive. I mean, that first drive was a thing of beauty. Props to Greg Roman, by the way, on that, on that opening script. So they, much for the slow starts, Yeah, huh? so much for the slow starts. March down the field and put it in for a touchdown, predominantly led by the ground game. And the ground game was having success all night. No one had huge numbers, but situationally, it was just really good. And yep. that to me is like, that is what a takeaway is for me. So if teams are going to try well, to yeah, stop the I pass, mean, you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to let Lamar in this passing game beat us. Okay. Well, then go back to the bread and butter. Go back to, you know, go. Uh, dance with the one who you brought, or whatever that phrase is, um, and 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 have success on the ground. I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, yeah. Was that you at homecoming? <laughs> you were dancing with someone else. You left your date. Dance with well, the date you brought, or something like that. It's there's it's a phrase like that. Sometimes you're dancing, you see somebody else dancing over there. You're like, oh, all right, yeah. No, I gotta... <laughs> No, I would never. I would never. I always treated my homecoming and prom dates with the utmost respect. Come on. I, I would never. Good. I'm glad to hear uh, it. Uh, <laughs> um, is, is this defense for real? I think that's the question, right? Like, where kind of what I was saying. Like, is this defense, you know, after this performance against the Chargers, is this, are we back to saying this is a top five defense? You know, I, I think it's certainly not the bottom five defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what did you see from the defense that you say, okay, that's something that I think, they can carry forward. You know, that's going to be a lasting change. You know, the two big changes, obviously, were Josh Bynes stepping in as a starter at middle linebacker, kind of settling down the defense next to Patrick Queen. And then the other was the return of Deshaun Elliott. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great indication and a reminder that the Ravens, led by Wink Martindale and that staff, can game plan really well. So Justin Herbert said after the game, that the Ravens threw some stuff at them that they'd never seen before. Didn't see it on tape, and it was different than what they'd seen over the course of the season. So well, that, he did it against the Chiefs, too. Yeah. You know, with, with Odafe kind of hitting the guy at the line of scrimmage and bringing delayed blitz. Yeah, so there's been a couple games now where the Ravens kind of unveil some uh, secret some stuff, you know, in these mm-hmm. games. And I think that that's a testament to the creativity and the, the quality of the defensive coaching staff. So that's one thing. Two... I know that there's been a lot. I thought Patrick Queen, we talked about Josh Bynes, and I thought Josh Bynes played really well. And, and man, the guy just steps in. It's like he's going to play until he's 100 years old. He just is so solid. Who plays longer, him or Tom Brady? <laughs> Seriously, it's a, it's a competition <laughs> at this point. Uh, and Bynes is just so solid and does everything right, knows exactly where to be on every play. So I thought it was a, it was good for him to step in. And then on Patrick Queen, I know the guy took a lot of heat over the course of the week. And he hasn't hadn't been playing all that well, but I thought he had a good game. I thought he played well. He had the the thigh bruise or whatever, um, and came back from that. I just thought it was a it was a bounce back game for him. And then the other one too, who who got targeted 
a few times against the Colts, didn't have a great day, was Anthony Averett, and he bounced back and had a good day against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like I don't really see a, a, a clear weakness on the defense. People pointed to the inside linebackers previously, but I think that, that those guys elevated this week. Um and then and then the other one is Deshaun, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Talk about a difference maker in your return. Wow. Yeah, very impressive. I mean, that interception was one of that was a Marcus Peters esque interception. Yes. I, I think he, he caught the strawberry before it hit the battleship <laughs> from <laughs> from Justin Herbert. That was a tough pick. And for Deshaun, you know, we've we've been a big Deshaun Elliott, you know, fans over here. Yeah. Had him on the pod. He, we're, he's a friend of the lounge, mm-hmm. let's just say that. And I was rooting for this guy to get one because he was so prolific in college. He had nine interceptions in college at Texas, six his junior year, All-American year before he entered the draft. So, like, we've all been kind of waiting for him to make the plays. And I've always I've always pointed to those college stats and said, this guy can be a playmaker. Like, yeah. we've seen him make plays in practice. Like, he can do it. So, for him to, to catch that one, I thought was uh, – it was obviously a big deal for him. If you haven't seen it yet, listeners, go back and watch his press conference uh, when I asked him how that one felt. It, it was a pretty funny moment, pulling down the mask and giving a big old grin. <laughs> um, so really happy for Deshaun. And I thought John Harbaugh made a good point <clears throat> after the game about how you know he just brings a certain level of energy, too that kind of uh, has a ripple effect on this defense and elevates everybody else. And, you know, Brandon Stevens, the rookie, Mm -hmm. uh, third-round pick, had a really good game. And, you know, that's the role that you want Brandon Stevens in, right? I mean, at this point in his career, I don't know that I I really want Brandon Stevens to be a starter necessarily and playing almost the entire game. Like, mix him in. That's the perfect role for Brandon, and I think he played that really well. So a lot to be encouraged by. Wink Martindale, like you said, deserves a lot of credit for really kind of, you know, he, he kind of made Justin Herbert look like a rookie. <laughs> yeah. When I was when I when I was walking out of the stadium, it was so funny. Like I was hearing like some commentary on the TV and it was like, you know, well, this is this is only the 20th game of Justin Herbert's career, you know. Let's not have too high expectations for this guy. <laughs> and like for that to be the talking point after before it was like MVP candidate. And, yeah. You know, this guy is the bee's knees, you know, he's like the best gunslinger in the NFL, you know, and now it's like, well, you know, he's still a rookie, basically. You know, <laughs> that that says something about what the Ravens defense did to justin herbert and you know he, he missed some throws fourth down you know the, hey brandon brandon staley going for it twice twice on fourth down uh, that was those are some interesting calls and, and for them to throw at marlon humphrey the chargers they don't back down from any matchup they're like anybody one-on-one we think our wide receivers can win even if it's josh palmer out there on marlon humphrey and the chargers were wrong um and justin herbert missed some throws well i think yeah so like Getting those stops on fourth down was key. I mean, you don't see teams often going for it on fourth down from their own, what, 27 or whatever it was? 30-yard 30 30 line, yeah. right. Um, deep in their own territory twice. And that's part of the reason that the stat, when you look at the stat sheet, you pull it up and you're like, all right, let's see who had a huge day. You know, let's, let's look at these big numbers here. And you're like, Lamar, okay, two picks, eh, not a great day. And you're like, all right, well, the running backs, the running backs. And then none, none of the running backs, all three of them found the end zone. That was great. But none of them had over 100 yards. No one. Well, yeah, Freeman had nine for 53, Latavius nine for 44, Le'Veon eight for 18, and Lamar eight for 51. So 53 yards is the high rusher. Right. You're like, okay, well, let's take a look at, at let's take a look at the receivers. Okay, Mark Andrews had a big day. Wait, six for five for 68 and a touch. Right. Okay, so that's a, a good day, but not huge numbers. But my well, point here is, you go through the stat sheet and you're like. 
Nobody on offense put up monster stats. I know this because I lost in fantasy this week. When you have <laughs> Lamar, Hollywood, and Mark Andrews in fantasy, and none of them score, <laughs> I lost for a reason. Yeah, like it, it is just kind of, but, but the reason for that is the defense put the offense in great situations. Like situationally, when you're getting the ball turned over at the 30-yard line, and then you can just punch it in from there or, or kick a field goal in that situation. That, well, well, let's not pretend that the offense didn't have some long drives. No, I mean, they, they did. did. I know. I know. But they just uh, – They, they shared the wealth, man. That, they Duvernay, spread around. Yeah. Duvernay. Yeah. yeah. Du- Duvernay was really good. I mean, had a couple catch- nice catches. They were using a lot on those jet sweeps to kind of keep the Chargers' defense off balance, which I loved. I mean, every time the guy that guy touches the ball – we said it last year when he was a rookie – Every time Devin DuVernay touches the ball, I like what happens. You yeah. know, that's why we were all saying, let's give him more touches, you know? And the Ravens are doing that. He's a big part of this offense right now, and he's playing well. So, uh, yeah, to your point, nobody really had like a monster game, but it was just this collective effort of just drubbing the Chargers defense. Um, and, and then uh, obviously, you know, the Ravens defensive game really set the stage for everything. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize it until after the game. The Chargers' longest drive offensively was 38 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, their their only points came off the touchdown, off the interception when they started deep in Ravens' territory. They only went 27 yards for their touchdown. Yep, it could have it could have been a shutout. Yep, which is which is wild to think about. Um, so I mean, yeah, it was just kind of like a, an effective day for the Ravens' offense and a dominant day for the Ravens' defense. Absolutely. All right, so we did get, I think, a little bit. I'm curious what you think. Maybe a little bit more clarity on the running back. You know, we have this conversation every Monday. What do you think of the running back group? Is there clarity? Now everyone gets in the end zone, so, you know, they spread the wealth there. But it seems like Freeman has come on really strong. Like, he he seems like he might be That's my guy. Taking I told you. A, a little bit of an edge. A little bit of an edge in the race. I, I told you. Freeman, to me, started to separate in the second half of that Colts game. You know, during the comeback, like Lamar Jackson hit him with a couple passes, and I want to say he had a couple runs that made that were pretty big plays. Um, so he offers something as a receiver out of the backfield, which I've really liked. And, and then to see him toting the rock, I mean, he he hits the edge pretty well. Made a couple guys miss some really good running by Devonta Freeman. Nine carries for fifty three yards, like I said, and the touchdown, the nine yard touchdown. I mean, he's got a little juice left. He's mm-hmm. got some juice left. And and I do think, you know, now we're looking at Latavius Murray left the game with an ankle injury. To me, I I I think Freeman becomes my my lead guy. Interesting. So you think he basically takes over Freeman or I'm sorry, Murray has been the the top guy for the past, you know, several yeah. weeks. Um and that he takes over as as the number one. And then I think the other interesting question is is what the Ravens ultimately decided to do with Le'Veon Bell. He's been activated now twice from the practice squad. Let's say that Murray's ankle injury is something that would keep him out. We don't know yet. It was too early after the game. Let's say it, it would keep him out for any period of time. That would be a natural way to pull up Le'Veon Bell because the Ravens kind of are they're at decision time. You know, if they're gonna, they can't keep doing the practice squad elevation. They used up their two practice squad elevations on Le'Veon Bell. So if they want to, well, they've had. Yeah, I don't know where we are exactly now in the fifty-three man roster. Like the Ravens have been flying with less than fifty-three players. On the active roster, yeah, yeah, they activated. Like you notice, you notice when yeah. they activated Tyree, they didn't have to cut anybody. So I, I'm not sure where they're at if they have another spot to just pull up Le'Veon. You know, Latavius with the ankle is, is that a three week thing? Could they just put Latavius on IR for a little bit? Now you're running with 
You bring Le'Veon up. You have Le'Veon, Freeman, and Tyson as your three running backs. I think those are all in play. Yeah. So, but I, I do. I mean, Freeman, I think, has looked has looked pretty good. Um, and he's making the most of his opportunities. So, I, I don't think, just to be clear, I don't think we're going to see a situation where it's, uh, you know, he gets 70% of the carries. I think it's still going to no. be very much a by-committee approach. But he, he might be taking a little bit of the, the, the biggest share of the pie in that committee. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I think the Ravens also... You know, there's going to be games like this where they need the running game to take over, but Lamar's still going to be the leading rusher by far. And and I think that, you know, the Ravens are, are certainly going to continue with the trend of throwing the ball more than they have in past years. Like, it's not like they are going to have to lean on the running game consistently. I think this was obviously a game where the Chargers had the worst run defense in the league, you know, and so the Ravens took advantage. And if, if you're going to come in and you're not going to be strapped up, if you're not ready, you know, personnel-wise – or game plan wise to defend the run. All right. Well, we'll take it, you know, but I, I still think that this offense, generally speaking, is going to run through Lamar Jackson in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ravens got a big piece of the passing game back with the return of Rashad Bateman. And he played 45 snaps, which I'll be honest was more than I expected in his debut. I mean, Greg Roman said during the week, you know, we'll kind of ease him in. Essentially, we're not just going to throw him in the deep end. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think he may have been trying to throw us off the scent a little bit. I mean, 45 snaps, uh, that's a lot for a guy coming off that injury. And really, I mean, it's not like he was a, a massive part of the game plan, but he, all four of his receptions did go for first downs. So I liked what I saw from him. Like, I was encouraged. I'm like, okay, Bateman, like, he caught, he fought for extra yards. He was situationally really good. He basically just stepped into the Sammy Watkins role that Sammy had been playing. Exactly. I mean, it was like... Just, all right, Sammy, you're out. Bateman, come on in. And, and you got, you know, very similar production. Uh, third down catches. You know, he had the interception, or the, the drop well, led to the interception late, which yeah. obviously is, wasn't good. But I, I was encouraged by him. And I think that the fact that he played so much, uh, that is a good sign, I think, you know, just in terms of physically. Like, yeah, you know, for we, his health. Yeah, he's healthy. Like, we were talking to Torrey Smith on the pregame show, Ravens pregame live. You should watch it every every home game. Um and he was saying he had that same surgery, um, you know, after his rookie season. And it took him a long time to kind of feel right, even as, you know, he's kind of dealing with that his second year. Um, and he just was – so that to me was kind of an eye-opener. Like, oh, man, this is, this is something that's going to be challenging physically to come back from. And they might kind of ease him in and not give him a ton on his plate. And I thought that, they, that he had a heavy workload and he played well. Yeah, he had he had a plenty on his plate. He had first serving, second servings. He had all the sides. He was looking like me coming course. through uh, the Thanksgiving line. L- looking like me coming through every day at the, at the cafeteria. <laughs> he got the peanut butter. He, he, he got actually, the to go salad. As, as a side note, we got to take a little a detour here. We haven't talked about the fact that the peanut butter is back in the cafeteria. Oh, I tweeted about it. You know, to, for lounge listeners, I, I I've been squirreling away the peanut butter. It's it's a peanut butter a day. The peanut butter, if listeners aren't familiar, it went away last year. And this isn't just any old run of the mill peanut butter. We're not talking about just a jar of peanut butter that you stick a spoon into. No, this is yeah. a fresh peanut butter machine. It's got the actual peanuts at the top, the yeah. uh, honey roasted, nice little combination up there. You push the button, grinds them for you, and you get fresh. Fresh. Can't get any fresher. Fresh yeah. peanut butter. And it's oh, amazing. My, mo- my mother-in-law, a woman who's not easily impressed by anything, clearly she's got me as a son-in-law <laughs> not impressed. 
not impressed. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, she, she was like, I was like, you got to try this peanut butter, mom. She, she was like, ah, whatever. It's peanut butter. She tried it. Hooked. Completely hooked. Mm-hmm. Now I got to squirrel one away from me and for her. No. <laughs> I, I, it was anyway. Yeah, it was it was a big development to have that come back. All right, let, wait, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and give you some more thoughts on the wide receivers. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, are we done talking about Rashad Bateman? Yeah, no, I, look, I, the last thing I'll say just in terms of, of playtime, Hollywood Brown had 51 snaps, Bateman had 50, 45. So, like... That's a big deal. That is yeah, a yeah. big deal. I don't, I don't think we should gloss over that. No, I, I agree. The, here's the thing with Bateman. It was, it was one of two things when you threw to Bateman. It was a first down or an interception. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, now. Lamar's first interception was also targeting Bateman. Now, that was of no fault of Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I'm not going to put him... <laughs> I'm not going to knock him for that one. <laughs> no, it's just kind of fun. I'm just making a joke. Yeah. But that, that's what it was. All I do is catch first downs <laughs> and have interceptions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the drop um, And the was second bad. one was kind of, the, yeah, the second one was kind of fluky. I mean, the interception part of it was kind of fluky, but the drop was bad. He's got to make that catch, obviously. Yeah. And I expect him to. Um, you know, I, I think it's good. You know, he, he makes some good plays, but the, you can't get too high. Can't get too high on your horse as a rookie. Get a little teaching point at the end there. Yeah. I think that that's just fine. Um, so, you know, it was interesting. James Prochet, though, did not get many snaps on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of after, after some good games for Prochet, it was interesting to see him not get any, but we talk about, you know, we want to see Bateman get all this action. We want to see Devin DuVernay get the ball in his hands. And it wasn't obviously a high passing volume game for the Ravens. So, um, you know, DuVernay was kind of the guy who, who didn't get as much, but, or Perche, I mean, so. Yeah. Um, Perche had you know, five Josh, snaps. You know, he had five snaps yeah, on offense. Exactly. Um, Josh, Josh Oliver, uh, had the fumble that he was very fortunate to get back on top of. Um, that was, that was not some, and he had a penalty earlier in the game. Obviously not what you want to see. Nick Boyle is, is around the corner. Yeah. John Harbaugh said things are, he's getting closer to a return, getting close, I believe was the quote. Um, you know, whether that can happen for the Bengals or whether that's a post buy return because the the Ravens have the Bengals then a buy, but either way, I think Nick Boyle's return will be a, a big development for this offense. You Not jump, only you jump, a, a you run jump blocker. The, you know, you just kind of naturally rolled into it. I had this email all pulled up from Steve Wall Ooh, about Nick right, Boyle. Right, you just kind of answered the question, but here it is at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. You guys can always send in your emails. We love hearing from you guys. And he just said, basically, what are you guys hearing about Nick Boyle? He's such a huge part of our running game, and he thinks that things would drastically improve with him out there. So I do, I mean, first of all, the run game looked pretty good yesterday. We just spent a lot of time talking about that. But ha- having Boyle... Nobody can do what Boyle does. Like, he's just a unique player. And I think the Ravens, you know, Patrick Ricard does a lot of the similar things, but Boyle's ability to, to play the true tight end position is is unique. So, like you just said, uh, Harbaugh mentioned that he's kind of right around the corner. And I think that's that's like a something that we haven't talked about a lot, but the reinforcements could be on the way here for the Ravens. They've had some key mm-hmm. players get hurt. <laughs> We still don't know when Ronnie Stanley's going to be back, but the Ravens never put him on IR. So you would right. think 
that maybe he could get back on the field at some point, you know, play the Bengals this week, then the bye. Could he come back after the bye? Could, could Boyle come back after the bye? Could Sammy Watkins come back after the bye? All of a sudden... Oh, think about think about Hollywood, Sammy, and Bateman out there. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yeah, but then where's your guy Duvernay? Oh, he's he's number four. He's number four, still doing jet sweeps and all that. <laughs> yeah, so like Ooh. you could get you and, and the Ravens have been banged up on the offensive line. Um, you know, Villanueva has been fighting through a knee. They got Tyree Phillips Phillips back last week, so yep. you could be in a situation. Didn't play many here. snaps. Yeah, Ben Powers was still the starter and played the vast majority of the snaps. Yeah, but but and then uh, Ben Cleveland's on IR. You know, he John Harbaugh said that's a short term IR situation for him. So yep. I just. You, you know, they've had a lot of early season injuries, and you could be at a spot here where the buys always coming at the right time, and yeah. and they get guys coming back from, from injuries. That would be a good thing for the team, and you could be in a, a very, very good spot in terms of where you're sitting standings-wise. Yeah. So here's the question, Garrett. When you, when you wake up and the Ravens have the best record in the AFC, the question is, are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? Well, there's also the Bills, Right. So yep, they play tonight. So they, we got you know we got what twelve hours here to soak 12 up twelve hours to soak it up with the best record. They play the Titans. That's not going to be a gimme game. No, I I think it's between the Bills and the Ravens. Yeah, I think it's. Well, between- I'm not I'm not ruling out the Chiefs either. But no, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not. Look, I do do not put me in the camp of uh, declaring the Chiefs done. I am not in that camp. They are still an incredibly explosive team, and if the Ravens see them again. Uh, that's not a chalk it up gimme game. Okay, that's not. I know that the Chiefs not by have not, any stretch. I know that the Chiefs have not been the same team through the early part of the season, but that is that is foolish to think that they are done. Okay, and then uh, the Bills. The Bills look really good, and Josh Allen is also in that MVP conversation. We all know what their happened. defense is really good. Yep, and we all know what happened in the playoffs last year. So. I'm saying right now it's between the Ravens and the Bills. Ooh, collision course. I think that those collision are the best two teams course. in the AFC. I would agree with that. The Browns uh, now sit at 3-3, three and three, Yeah, uh, coming off a loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, dislocated his shoulder again. Yep, um, left shoulder, but, but still. Yeah, Kareem, Kareem Hunt uh, went down with an injury in that game as well. Browns defense, after looking like, uh, lights out unit the first four weeks have has kind of struggled the past two uh the Steelers your Steelers that you're always scared of pull got a great barely win got over, they barely got over Geno Smith and the Seahawks at home last night oh I stayed up till midnight to watch that game I was like can the Seahawks pull this off stayed up till midnight then a fumble that was that was you a bad decision I was I I started watching the game and I was like, oh. I just know how this ends. This is just going to yeah, put exactly. me. I'm not going to waste my time. It's going to make exactly. me angry. Just I'm going to be spoils, tired. Spoils a great Ravens win. I wouldn't say it spoiled it, but just salty. Yeah, you go to bed no, mad. Just go to bed. Exactly. A great win. Great win. Dominant win. And you go to bed angry. No, I wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Poor decision on my part. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I think the Ravens are in a good spot, but I'll tell you what, this this Sunday's game against the Bengals, who sit now one spot behind the Ravens at four and two in the AFC North, is a very big game. They're playing some good football. Uh I mean they just came off a dominant win over the Detroit Lions, thirty four to eleven. Their offense, I mean, uh Jamar Chase is playing lights out, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon's one of the leading rushers in the NFL. Uh, you know, they could have beaten the Packers. They, yeah. they were they were right there with the Packers lost in overtime after a missed field goal. Um, 
So, I mean, they could be riding a four-game winning streak. So, Bengals, this game against the Bengals is a very big game. One o'clock at MT Bank Stadium. If you don't have tickets to this one, yeah, what are you be doing? hopping on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, we'll be back with you later this week with another spectacular guest, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We'll talk to you later. Bye.